0: Time for the conversation that brings together all Commanders fans in perfect harmony and agreement, our look at the Washington Commanders quarterback situation, what the offseason might bring, that and more on today's episode of Locked on Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team
1: every day.
0: Welcome to this episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And you can continue this conversation by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Go to subtextcom slash Locked On Commanders and sign up today to be an insider. You will get news, analysis, one-on-one conversations, all via text message. No hashtags, apps, filters, no sorting through anything. And you get bonus content like Weekly Command, Huddle, uh, Insider-exclusive mailbags, live text from practices, games, press conferences, all kinds of fun stuff. So there's cool stuff coming up and going on uh, that goes beyond the show here. So go to joinsubtext.com slash commanders to become an insider today i'm david harrison credential member of the media covering the washington commanders for CommanderCountry.com, a part of sports illustrated fan and nation i'm here with you every monday through friday along with our everydayers and as always everydayers greatly appreciate your continued support for the show today's episode is brought to you by fanduel make every moment more right now new customers get 150 in bonus bets with any winning five dollar bet that's 150 bucks if your bet wins Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. On today's episode, you're going to hear my appearance on the 106.7 The Fan here in D.C. with Linnell Willingham as he and I got together and talked about some things that pertain to the quarterback situation here in Washington. But before we get to that, it's our quarterback offseason preview uh, for the Washington Commander. So we're going to talk about who's on the team, who could be added to the team. And of course, that means we've got to start by talking about Sam Howell. He is the only quarterback currently on the roster for 2024, currently under contract for 2024. And it's actually really kind of interesting because we didn't really get a chance to dive deep into what Sam Howell accomplished or what he was, was not able to accomplish in 2023 because of all the coaching news. We didn't really get to do uh, some postseason or, or you know offseason uh, moratoriums on these position groups. So really, this is the first time we've had the opportunity to kind of go deep into what Sam was able to do. Uh, in his first year as a starting NFL quarterback. And if you look here, our Sam Howell year in review, uh, the good things about what he was able to accomplish from a stat perspective, 3,946 yards passing, uh, nearly 4,000 yards for the season, 12th in the NFL overall, 21 touchdown passes, 15th overall, 263 rushing yards, ninth among quarterbacks, and five rushing TDs, fourth among quarterbacks. Now, unfortunately, there are more bad than there are good. 63.4% completion rate was 23rd in the NFL 3.4% touchdown percentage, 24th in the NFL. His 21 interceptions led the league. 3.4% interception percentage with second behind only Mac Jones of the New England Patriots. 42.7% successful pass attempts. Uh, That's that ranked 25th in in the NFL against successful passes, right? So first and 10, you want at least 40%. Second down, you want at least 60% of whatever yards are left. Third down, you need 100%. Those are successful plays. So only 42.7% of Sam Howell's passes were successful given the down uh, that they were throwing on that's 25th in the NFL. 6.4 yards per attempt was 26th, 10.2 yards per completion, 28th, 78.9 quarterback rating was 29th, 65 sacks taken first in the league. Most in the league, 9.6% sack percentage was the sixth highest in the entire NFL. So that's kind of a nutshell of, or in a nutshell, is kind of what happened with Sam Howell in 2023, his first year, As a starter. Now, as far as talking about his future and all this, there's there's so many different things that kind of go into how a quarterback performs, not just the quarterback. Obviously, the quarterback is a big part of it, but you also have the weapons and their performance, the offensive line and its performance, the coaches and their performance. But really, the the, kind of the, the big conversation here is whether or not the team decides to move forward with Sam Howell as its starting quarterback in 2024. Now, I've been on the record here every day, as you already know. I believe that there's basically no way the Washington players go through this offseason and don't bring in competition at a minimum for Sam Howell. Now, that competition could actually be a full-on replacement. They could bring in a guy and say, he is our starter. Sam Howell will be a backup, and that's how we're going to roll. I mean, Sam Howell could get traded. You know, there's all the the rumors. It's not really a, a full-on report, but, so, but rumors that the New York Jets might be interested Uh, At least from a curiosity standpoint, Sam Howell, again, not an actual report, but more so speculation at this point in the offseason. But either way, at the bare minimum, you expect to have competition brought in for Sam Howell uh, via free agency or via the NFL draft. Uh, It's quite possible that this regime comes in, looks at Sam Howell, says he's not our guy. We're going to go get a different guy. That's something that happens quite often, especially to unestablished quarterbacks that aren't first round picks. But speaking of first-year quarterbacks that were first-round picks, I wanted to kind of do a comparison of Sam Howell and his performance in his first year as a starter uh, and also look at, at two other first-year starters and C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. So when you look at these three quarterbacks uh, together in attempts last year, Sam Howell led by far 612 pass attempts for Sam Howell. And when you remember that, he was pulled uh, halfway through one game and about you know what was three quarters through – Uh, Another game, so really about three play or three quarters of one game uh, this season. He didn't even play and he led all three of these quarterbacks, Sam Howell, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young in pass attempts by nearly 100. He had 612 pass attempts while uh, CJ while Bryce Young finished with 527 for the Carolina Panthers. CJ Stroud finished with 499. So he didn't even hit 500. So Sam Howell has 113 more pass attempts than CJ Stroud had in his offensive rookie of the year. Campaign now successful percentage of passes right that's another thing that is that's important here. C.J. Stroud led the led the trio here with a forty six point seven percent successful uh, pass rate. But Sam Howell was five percent behind him, forty two point seven percent. Now that's not to say that five percent is not big, right? But five percent is closer than a lot of people would have anticipated. Uh, Bryce Young finished with a thirty six point five percent success rate uh in his passes. Sack percentage C.J. Stroud led the, led the trio. That seven point one percent sack rate Sam Howell 9.6 percent uh, Bryce Young 10.5 percent so Bryce Young clearly being sacked more than than either of these other two. First half attempts here's where I really wanted to get into this right because we have a lot of discussions about Eric Biennemi and basically making Sam Howell throw 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 for, for way too long and and don't get me wrong I do agree for the most part with the crux of that argument but I wanted to kind of look at a little bit of a deep dive and and what these quarterbacks went through in their first year as a starters in the first half of games all season long, total passes attempted in the first half of games, game. Sam Howell led the three with 453 pass attempts. Second was CJ Stroud, who threw the ball 379 times in first halves this season. So again, nearly a, but it's about an 80, it's about an 80, give or take 70 something, uh, pass attempt difference between Sam Howell and CJ Stroud. In all the first halves of the season, Bryce Young finished with 357 of them. So, clearly, the Carolina Panthers were almost kind of trying to take the ball out of his hands a little bit. C.J. Stroud, the Houston Texans were obviously throwing the ball a good amount, but Sam Howell. So, you want to talk about how much more Sam Howell had to throw the ball than other quarterbacks. Well, looking at other first-year starters in the league, this is how much more Sam Howell was throwing the ball in the first half compared to his, predecessor, compared to his, his peers uh, as far as experience is concerned now. Looking at the second half, I didn't want to just look at the second half in total. I want to look at the second half while the teams were leading. And in this situation where the where the where each of these teams had a lead, C.J. Stroud led with 69 pass attempts. Howell had 32. Young had 13. And that breaks down to 6.3 per game for C.J. Stroud, 5.3 per game for Sam Howell, and 3.25 per game for Bryce Young. This is while they're leading. What's surprising here is given the struggles that Sam Howell showed During parts of the season, especially during the later end of the season, you would expect the gap between Sam Howell and CJ Stroud, who ends up being your offensive rookie of the year, to be wider than one pass per game. But in fact, in the games that they held leads in the second half, Sam Howell was still throwing the ball nearly as much as your offensive rookie of the year while not playing and his team wasn't playing in a way to support an offensive rookie of the year type of campaign. So to me, it was interesting information. You know, obviously everybody's going to take that data and do with what they, uh, what they will with it. Uh, but the bottom line is the Washington Commanders only have one quarterback on their 2024 roster. Typically NFL teams carry at least two, if not three on their active roster return candidates for the team, Jacoby Brissett, certainly someone who could return to the roster was a good leader in the locker room, a good supporter uh, of Sam Howell turns 32 in December. So he's getting a little bit older. Jake Fromm turns 26 in July. He is a restricted free agent. So, the, the restriction to free agent part basically means the Washington commanders have control over whether or not they want to bring Jake Fromm back. If they do want to, they certainly have that control. Currently, the commanders only contributing $1.075 of their 2024 cap space to the quarterback position with Sam. That is 31st in the NFL. Of all 2023 NFL playoff teams, the Kansas City Chiefs led the pack uh, with $38.2 million spent on their quarterback position. That's second in the NFL and $2.73 million uh, was spent in 2023 by the Cleveland Browns' as 30th in the NFL. They were the lowest quarterback contributions uh, to their playoff team last season. So cut candidates, none. You're not going to cut Sam Howell, uh, so you're, there's not going to be any cap adjustments there. But as we've discussed before at the offensive line and we'll discuss here, it is highly unlikely. In fact, it's impossible that the commanders are going to roll into 2024 with just Sam Howell. But I do believe they will have competition at a minimum for the starting job. If not an outright replacement. So, could it come from free agency? Could it come from the NFL draft? And who? That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast. Network your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders brought to you by FanDuel, who wants you to get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new FanDuel customers, you get $150 in bonus bets when you place any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. We are, of course, waiting for the NBA to return from its All-Star break. And when we do, the Washington Wizards will find themselves on the road in Denver, Colorado to take on the defending champion Nuggets. And they will be major underdogs. So if you feel like they could cover that spread, still probably going to lose, but maybe they'll only lose by 12, 13 instead of more than 15. Maybe you take that bet, you, you get them to cover that spread. And if they do, and that's a $5 bet for new customers, you will get $150 in bonus bets. If you want to go straight to the finals, the Boston Celtics and Nuggets are each favored to face off in that final series bet on all your favorite nba players and teams with quick bets live same game parlays exclusive props and more just visit fanduel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot fanduel official sportsbook partner of the nba continuing now with today's episode of locked on commanders Thanks again for making a lot, On Commanders, your first listener, first view today and every day. Every day is make sure you come back tomorrow. Uh, I am going to be in Ashburn Wednesday afternoon to talk to all of your assistant and position coaches. So we will come back. And for Thursday, we will have some news and notes and comments and quotes from some of those folks. And we will dive a little bit deeper into that staff. And then Friday, we will do another position group preview. For the upcoming offseason, Locked On has also launched the first ever National Sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24 7, covering the top sports stories of the day with your local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24 7 streaming channel. Now we're going to look at some quarterbacks who are free agents and coming available via april's nfl draft and we're going to start now with the free agents and we're going to get to the nfl draft guys here so bear with me but looking at the free agent quarterbacks i've got this broken down into three options again just like i did for the offensive line now obviously we don't have tackles guards and centers for the line like we do uh for quarterbacks so quarterbacks we only get in three of these options so we're going to do the nfl draft and free agency here in this one segment combined and i'm going to give you what I think is the best option on the free agent market, an acceptable option on the free agent market, and the biggest gamble, and why? And we're going to start here with the best option. The best option to me for players, uh, quarterbacks that have expiring contracts, would be Baker Mayfield, who's coming off of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers season. He helped them uh, win their third straight NFC South Division championship, helped them make the playoffs for the fourth straight year, uh, beat the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs in the wild card round, and eventually lost to the Detroit Lions. In the divisional round, according to Track, his projected contract would run about four years, $108.5 million total, with about $27.1 million in annual average value. That is comparable to Geno Smith's contract. So I think when you look at uh, Geno Smith's rise and what he did earn that contract from an NFL team, Baker Mayfield kind of fits that mold uh, and certainly has the arm strength, uh, enough accuracy and uh, mobility. And and his leadership has certainly been praised. Uh, in Tampa, Florida, it was enough that, you know, the offensive coordinator that got hired by Tampa, left his college gig, come back to the NFL to coach Baker. Uh, again, at least that is the presumption. But as of right now, Baker Mayfield is not under contract. Therefore, he is a free agent, although uh do you have to throw that out there. Highly unlikely that he actually hits free agency. Uh, his PFF free agent comp is Jameis Winston from 2022. In that season, Jameis signed a two year, twenty eight million dollar deal that averaged fourteen million dollars. Uh, per season. So among the top 32 quarterbacks in attempts last year, Baker Mayfield was 23rd in catchable pass percentage. Not very good there. 21st in on target pass percentage and 19th in Sports Info Solutions IQR rating, which I don't know exactly what IQR stands for. I believe it's individual quality rating. However, what I do know is basically what SIS does, Sports Info Solutions does, is they try to take out the variables that the quarterback cannot control, as in drop passes, uh, throwaways, you know what I mean, Uh, uh, garbage time passes, stuff like that. So they try to get to the richest part of what a quarterback is doing on the field, and then they take that and they judge good decisions, bad decisions, good ball placement, bad ball placement, and they assign an IQR rating. According to those IQR ratings, Baker Mayfield ranks 19th, in the nfl last season turns 29 in april so he is a little bit older uh but to me he's he, he kind of factors in to be the most uh acceptable option here looking now at the quarterback that we have listed as our acceptable free agent uh, acquisition and this is certainly a player that would come in to compete not just be handed uh the starting job uh gardner of the indianapolis colts projected to make 10.7 million dollars on a two-year deal which is about what andy dalton is making to back up uh, for the Carolina Panthers, PFF Regent comp is Brian Hoyer, who made five point two five million annual average value on his twenty fifteen contract, so that falls right in line. And for Gardner Minshew, it's interesting because according to SIS, Gardner was eighth in in catchable passes percentage, catchable pass percentage among NFL quarterbacks last year, which is very very good. But he was thirty second in on target percentage and twenty fifth in that SIS IQR. Uh, turns twenty eight in May, so again, uh, someone who might be able to compete with Sam Howell. But when you look at just the raw data analytics and all that stuff, uh, certainly looks like Sam probably has the leg up in that competition. And then we turn to our gamble. And our gamble here is going to be Kirk Cousins, who turns 36 in August, obviously an older quarterback coming out of the Minnesota Vikings program, potentially uh, his projected contract, according to spot track is three years, $118.1 million. That's $39.3 million per year, which is comparable to Dak Prescott's contract. And that is a very, very rich contract contract. His PFF free agent comp Philip Rivers from 2020, who signed a one-year $25 million deal in that offseason. When you look at his uh, analytics and his data amongst the top 32 quarterbacks in uh, attempts, he is second in catchable percentage, ninth in on target percentage, and fourth in SIS IQR. So very high marks for Kirk Cousins. Uh, the risk obviously is, is evident, right? He can't move. He can't run the way that some of these other quarterbacks do. So if you fix that offensive line, uh, Kirk Cousins is not going to have time to do anything uh, in 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 that system, so that would obviously be a big indicator, a big requirement there. Now, uh, for those who are curious, in that IQR rating, Sam Health finished twenty seventh. So he finished uh, ahead or behind Gardner Minshew, behind. Baker Mayfield, and of course, beyond Kirk Cousins, who finished fourth in SIS RQR, IQR. Also, uh, something to just kind of mention, Russell Wilson is expected to become a free agent. He's expected to be released by the Denver Broncos, but because he's not playing, he didn't play this last season on an expiring contract. We're not going there uh, at this time. Then, of course, we've talked Justin Fields quite a bit, but he is a trade candidate, not an expired contract or, or released uh, contract. Turning now over to the NFL draft, right? Uh, Caleb Williams is most people's number one overall quarterback in the NFL draft, which really leaves us having the discussion of Drake May versus Jaden Daniels. So I want to kind of break down these two, but also get into the nucleus of all three of them, because I I found some things that I thought was pretty interesting. And when you look at Drake May and Jaden Daniels, uh, Drake May is number four on Daniel Jeremiah's list of prospects. Jaden Daniels is number five according to PFF. Drake May is number three, while Jaden Daniels is number 22. But then when you get into the analytics on this stuff, and you get into the percentages of what they do here. Catchable passes, catchable pass percentage thrown by each three, each of these three quarterbacks. Jaden Daniels actually leads the way in catchable pass percentage uh, during his last collegiate season with the LSU Tigers. Caleb Williams, the second Drake May came in third among the three quarterbacks. And it's interesting because Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams, Drake May came in one, two and three in catchable pass percentages on target pass percentages, touchdown percentages and SIS IQR. So again, according to Sports Info Solutions IQR ratings, Jaden Daniels stood out individually as a quarterback above Caleb Williams and Drake May, and then of course in these other categories as well. But then you look at deep ball passing, that's obviously something that's become very important in the NFL. So I looked at passes for 15 plus air yards or more, uh, catchable pass percentage, on target pass percentage, touchdown percentage, and IQR. Jaden Daniels still led the way in all four of those. The only place he didn't lead the way Interception percentage, which you don't want him to lead the way in interception percentage. Caleb Williams actually led the way there. Uh, interception percentage, Drake may led the way uh, in, in, uh, in, in right, just overall passing. So, Jaden Daniels, guys, uh, actually coming out looking 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 much better in the SIS measurements, uh, according to their measurements in the NFL draft. So, if you're a Jaden Daniels fan, uh, definitely just put fuel in your fire. And honestly, you might want to see the Chicago Bears take uh, Caleb Williams, and then see the Washington Commanders take Jane Daniels. It's me. If the Patriots want Drake May, let them move up, get a second-round pick maybe from them, let them take Drake May, take Jane Daniels, number three, and net another draft pick. So certainly some interesting stuff there. Another thing that I thought was interesting, so I'm going to share with you here, I recently joined Linnell Willingham on 106.7, the fan here in the D.C. area. So I'm going to share some of that conversation with you to wrap up our quarterback preview episode. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. today's episode of lots on commanders uh had our quarterback conversation i had a little bit of a quarterback conversation again with Lanelle willingham of 106.7 the fans so let's hear a little bit of that conversation
1: we've been talking quarterback pretty much all show long here if you're just now tapping into the show i'll reset the commentary for you here real quick washington has a massive decision to make this offseason when it comes to the quarterback position but pick up your glasses people it's about that time we're at the mercy Of the evaluator, there are so many different avenues Adam Peters, Dan Quinn, Cliff Kingsbury, and company could go down, and one of those avenues I think should be allowing Sam Howell to compete for the starting job here at quarterback. David Harrison, get ready to join us right now via the BetQL guest hotline. You can give him a follow on Twitter at dHarrison82. He is the host of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at dHarrison82. David, what's going on, my man? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I am good. David, the one thing that, you know, we've been talking about though before we had John is the quarterback position. It's obviously a massive uh, decision that Washington's gonna have to make this offseason. And when you look at it from a bird's eye view, there's just a bevy of different ways they could ultimately go at the quarterback position. But for me, David, yeah. right? No matter which avenue they go, whether if they decide they love Caleb and they want to trade up to one, whether they stand pad at two and take a quarterback, whether they trade back up into the first round for a young signal caller. No matter who ends up here uh, come minicamp, I think they should have to compete with Sam Howell for the starting job. When I say that, what response does it get out of you?
2: I agree. I mean, I think that you know nobody nobody should be handed a starting job. You know, what I mean, everybody that gets a starting job uh, in the National Football League should earn it, and then there's multiple ways to do that. You know, I mean, if if, if Patrick Mahomes becomes an unrestricted free agent and you sign him, <laughs> I think that his reputation, his performance before. Arrived to your organization, right. he's earned the opportunity to be your starter from day one. Um, but you know, uh, talking about a college prospect, uh, who may have done a lot of great things in college and that, and that's, that's great, but that's a different level of football. It's a different type of football, uh, that doesn't earn you, you know, it earns you, uh, the, the pride of being a, a first round draft pick. It earns you the multi million dollar contract. It earns you the accolades and, and the nice suit and the being on the stage if you choose to be when you get drafted, but it doesn't earn you anything past that. You know what I mean? Um, right. how with his performances. I think he showed a lot of positives. I think you certainly, when you look at the physical tools that you need in a, in a franchise leading quarterback, uh, I think that Sam Howell has has shown that he has those tools. When you talk about the mental tools, you've seen moments where he demonstrates the mental tools necessary. You've also seen a lot of moments where uh, he doesn't take advantage of those mental tools. Because the, the the thing about mentality is if it's there, it, it's there. It's just right. whether or not you draw it out and whether you pull it out in a time of need. And certainly, there were a lot of moments, especially down the stretch, where Sam Howell wasn't able to do that. And, you know, there's multiple reasons why that could be possible. But either way, I don't think either quarterback, when you talk about a, a young rookie or Sam Howell himself, has uh, earned the right to to just take claim to the starting job in Washington. So I think no matter what approach they take, so even looking at the free agent market, there's not a quarterback out there that I think has a resume that if you sign one of these guys, whether it be, you know, Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins, someone like that. I, well, well David, I, I I'll push,
1: push back a little bit on the Kirk thing. A little bit, but I, mean, I, I get Cousins, what you're saying. Yeah, the the big thing about Kirk
2: is just when you when you listen to Cliff Kingsbury talk and you listen to coaching staff talk and the things that you need in today's NFL, you need obviously the arm, the accuracy, uh, the leadership, the, the confidence, but you also need the mobility and, that, and the ability to to, to right. extend the play. And that's where I have questions with Kirk Cousins, especially coming off the injuries coming off of. Is can he do enough to navigate the right. pocket? Doesn't mean you got to be a runner like Lamar Jackson, but can right. you navigate the pocket enough? To keep plays alive that's the only place i would have question there but that's fair you know what i mean and if dan quinn and and this staff thinks that kirk has done enough in his career in minnesota and washington before that to have earned that spot then so be it that's their decision to make not mine but i think that as long as the spirit of it is being made and this player has earned this this opportunity in this this position you know someone's got to start as number one right so coming from that you know aspect someone's got to earn that first crack at taking the first snap of training camp mini camps and all that stuff but uh taking the first snap of you know, your first mini camp or quarterback school or whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, is a far cry from taking the first nap to start the season <laughs> and certainly being the starter in the season.
1: For sure. And I think just based on the way the the offseason calendar works, I would fully expect Sam Howell to get the first crack when the first phase of the offseason starts because the draft won't be completed at that point, right?
0: Well I'll tell you this Linnell, I will
2: I will if if I were in that interview room with the Washington Commanders at the NFL Scouting combine coming up here and in a, in a little over a week. Um, I think the first, one of the first things I would say to these young quarterback prospects is, you know, look, we're, we're at number two, you know, franchises traditionally consider quarterbacks at number two because of a lot of obvious reasons. But I will tell you that Sam Howell is in his third year in the NFL. He's got experience with his roster with this team. So he's probably going to start uh, our offseason workout programs and our training camp as the number one quarterback. And you're going to come in with yep. the second team. And I want to see if that quarterback flinches, yeah. you know what I mean? And, Yep. And a lot of times we have these conversations of you know if you're going to draft a guy number one, number two, whatever it is, you do everything you can to protect their ego and all those other stuff. I would I would counter that uh, and say if you need to protect his ego, he's not worth a number two overall pick because yep. the most the most valuable position on a football team is not the quarterback; it's the starting quarterback. Right. And I think that's something that Jacoby Brissett really kind of displayed and understood in his time backing up Sam Howell, even when he came out there and, and balled out against the Rams in the in the first real appearance he had and almost brought them back to a win. Uh, when he was in the locker room at the podium, what did he do? He supported Sam Howell. You understand right. that the starting quarterback was still Sam Howell at that time. And it's, as a member of that team, it's his job to make sure that he's supporting that player because the starting quarterback is the most important player on that team. So if I'm going to draft a kid, I want to make sure he's not a guy that wants to be the starting quarterback. He's a guy that is going to earn the starting quarterback job.
1: David, I think you put that just beautifully my friend
0: all right so that was a part of my conversation with lanell Willingham again on 106.7 the fan if you want to catch the entire conversation i'm going to drop his podcast link uh down in the show notes and show description so make sure you check that out we're going to wrap up today though uh the washington commanders on tuesday finalized their coaching staff with the hiring of special teams assistant coach john glenn john glenn comes over uh to key to join or to stay with larry Izzo, who's going to be the special teams coordinator here in washington coming over from the seattle seahawks so obviously there's some connection there with dan quinn and and all these guys so that's the last coaching staff decision made and reportedly will be the last one uh made for this season so your 2024 coaching staff has been set uh that is available over at commandercountry.com if you want to read up more about that coming tomorrow speaking of those assistant coaches we are meeting with them wednesday afternoon early evening in ashburn virginia so our thursday episode i will have some news notes clips Highlights of what was discussed there and some interesting things coming from that. And then we will pick back up on Friday with our position group previews. Uh, We're heading to the scouting scouting combine. So we're going to continue our position group previews into next week. And then the last segment of every episode is going to be a little bit of stuff from the combine that I get for you every single day. So in the meantime, if you've got questions or comments, throw them in the YouTube comment section or text me directly. by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider at joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. Don't forget to check out Locked On Sports today, the first ever 24-7 live streaming sports channel on YouTube. As always, thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Every day, thank you for coming through on a consistent basis like you do. And until we speak again, please be safe, be kind. I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.